Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, we're actually ending our series called Chasing Carrots, and we may come back to this series because I feel like, I I know I missed last week, but I feel like there's so much more to talk about in this series, so we may come back to it a little bit later on in the year. Today I want to talk to you because I've got a lot of, of, a lot of real estate to cover this morning. That's what happens when I miss a week. I feel like I have to make up for a week. And so um, it's okay. You're still going to get on time because um, you're not third service, so you're welcome. Um, but I want to talk to you about chasing the carrot of more. Chasing the carrot of more. Very much like this video showed, you know, if you just get that dollar, if you just get it, like, oh, you almost had it. And I think that's where a lot of us feel like we are. We're like almost there, right? I remember um, at Silver Dollar City growing up, and uh, actually I was a grown man, and we were walking Silver Dollar City, and this punk kid had left a dollar on the ground, but it was attached to a wire that you couldn't see. And he would like click it and go like this. And so I, like a gullible sucker, like bent over to get its free dollar, right? Like you're just like looking around, like, okay, there's a dollar. And he like zips it in, it's like, zzz, and I was like, you jerk, somebody spanked that kid, right? Like, like um, I felt dumb because I was reaching for something that I couldn't get. Um, and some of us, I truly think that's where we're at. We're at, we're, we're chasing more, and it seems like even when we get more, we're still not catching more. It's just this carrot that's dangling there in front of us that we never seem to get a hold of and never seem to achieve. There's a crazy stat, and I share this stat quite a bit, but that if you make $25,000 in the U.S., you are in the top 7% of the world's wealthiest people. Um, let that sink in. $25,000, you're richer than 93% of the rest of the world. If you make 50%, I mean, if you make $50,000, you're like 50% of that. If you make $50,000, you are in the top 2%. You're in the, you are wealthier than 98% of the rest of the world. $100,000, you're in the top 1%. It's crazy, right? And, and some of us, we would look at 50 or 25 and say, well, we're poor. We don't, we don't have enough. And yet when you compare it to the rest of the world, I'm talking to a bunch of rich people in here today, right? No, no matter what, if you would call yourself rich, the rest of the world would. And yet there's a stat that says this, that most Americans, not all, we're all on this different gamut, but, but the average American, not counting their mortgage, their house payment, owes somewhere between $38,000 of debt. 
We're, we're a country that is super rich. We live in excess. We, we're the richest of the rich, and yet we carry more debt than almost any other nation in the known world. Why? Because you and I get caught chasing more. And this is something we do as teenagers. This is something we do as college students, young professionals, young marrieds, older couples. We, we constantly chase more. And so today I want to ask you a question that we've got to answer before we go any further in this service to really make it effective. We've got, we've got to answer what is the more you are chasing? What, what, is, what is your more and why are you chasing it? What is your more and why are you chasing it? For some of us, when, when I say more, what, what do I mean by the carrot of more? I mean stuff, right? I mean money. Like, because some of us, maybe you say, well, I'm not in love with money, but you're in love with the stuff that money buys, right? Um, you're like, yeah, I like the stuff. I like the cars. I like the surround sound. I like the, the, the clothes. I like the makeup. I like the shoes, you know, like you, you're into the stuff. That is your more. That, that, that's kind of your thing. Some of us, it's our status, right? That, that if we drive this or we wear this, that that is kind of what will help us look a certain way. For some of us, it's we're chasing uh, more likes on our Instagram or our Facebook. And when Instagram started talking about taking away the like button, some people had like a midlife crisis, like, no, what am I going to do? Like, ah, um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's something we're chasing more of, and we've got to identify what is our more, but the second thing is why are we chasing it? Because for some of us, the simple reality is you're a grown adult and you're still trying to win your parents' approval. You're still trying to make your dad proud of you and hear those words, I'm so proud of you, son. I'm so proud of you, daughter. You're trying to win the approval of your mom and hear her say, man, I, I, not in my wildest dreams did I ever think you would be this good of a person or this successful. And if you're in that race and that's what's making you chase more, that's a, a, a trap you're never going to get out of. You're never going to win. Some of us, it's to look successful. Some of us, it's to prove others wrong. Right, we're chasing more because everybody in high school, everybody in college said I wouldn't amount to anything. And so I'm just going to prove how wrong they were. It's crazy. The more that you get, you still don't feel enough. What's your more? And why are you chasing it? Because there's a huge warning when it comes to chasing this carrot as followers of Christ. There's a, there's a huge warning to us as followers of Christ when it comes to chasing more stuff, when it comes to chasing more money, when it comes to chasing the carrot of more. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10 is going to be our main text today. And it says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money, the love of more, chasing the carrot of more, is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. How do you and I stop 
chasing the care to more. The first way is this. We understand that your stuff, my stuff, was never meant to be my security or my status. Your stuff, and let me stop for just a second. This is not a message about if you have money or you have stuff, it's a bad thing. That, that isn't even biblical, right? It's, it becomes a bad thing when instead of having stuff, the stuff has you, right? There's a big difference when instead of having money, money has you. There's a big, big difference there. But even if you've got money and even if you've got stuff, hear me, your stuff, your money, your, man, it was never meant to be your status or your identity or your security. Meaning this, let's break that down a little bit. The balance of your bank account wasn't meant to make you feel secure or insecure. Right? It's not saying that you shouldn't have a good, healthy bank balance. Hopefully you do, right? Or we'll do a financial peace university sometime here. But, you know, um, but, but that's not what's supposed to bring you peace. Because Solomon said this, man, wealth, money, it's fleeting. It's here one moment, it's gone the next. Don't put your, don't put your trust and your security in that. Your stuff was never meant, was never intended to bring you status or identity or security. Growing up, I had a neighbor. Um, I don't remember my neighbor's last name. I just remember his name was Brian. My neighbor, Brian. I'm going to my neighbor, my, Brian, my neighbor's house, right? He lived directly across the street from me. Um, and <clears throat> he was one year younger than me. I remember this, but um, just to be real honest, Brian was an only child, and I'm getting ready to offend some of you. My wife is an only child, so, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, she's an awesome, awesome woman. Um, but sometimes only children can be weird. Let's call it the way it is. Right, she told me not to say that, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm saying it. Um, she's like, you're going to make somebody mad. I'm like, that makes him even weirder. Uh, but um, hear me. <laughs> is is. Brian was a weird cat. Like, he was a weird, I, even as an elementary kid, I was like, man, you're just kind of different, right? Like, that's different. Um, you're, he was, as we would say in Oklahoma, different. Um, but Brian, being an only child, had every known Star Wars toy known to man. Like, oh, remember the figurines of Star Wars toy? I'm, I don't even have my old cool ones. Like, I had a Millennial Falcon and like five Star Wars figures, and that was it because that's all my parents could afford. Brian, Brian had every, I'm not teasing, he had every figurine, he had every sort of set that you could have to play. His mom built him a homemade Ewok village. That was amazing. It had like quicksand in it. I'm like, what? Brian had a shark in his room, like a real one that you got to feed. He had all the G.I. Joe toys. He had all the Transformers toys. So now you know why I played with Brian, right? Like it's, it's like I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, bro, what are you doing in my neighborhood? Because all I can afford is a big wheel of a crappy Millennial Falcon and you got all the toys. Like you should be living in a gated community, right? Like... Not with us peasants. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I put up with Brian because Brian was cool because of the stuff he had. But there came a time when Brian's weirdness was just too much for even me. Like, even his Star Wars figurines couldn't overcome. I was like, I'm out, Brian. I'm done, bro. This is just, you're too mean. You're too weird. I can't do this any longer. It's not me. It is you this time, right? Like, 
And, and here's the deal. When I say he had all the figurines and all this stuff, and that's why he was cool, that's something a kid says, right? We're like, yeah, well, that makes sense. You were a kid. He had the toys. He had the stuff. So, so that made him cool in your eyes. That makes sense. Here's what I have come to understand. We're no different as an adult. The toys just look different. The toys just look different. It's the clothes you wear. It's the, it's, the, it's the car you drive. It's the house you live in. It's the boat you've got. It's the vacations you take. It's what your kids get to do and what they don't get to do. And, and we, 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 we would never say it out loud, but really, as crazy as we think this makes a kid cool, it's the same thing. And yet you and, you and I get caught chasing after it. We get caught up in it. I'm right there with you, right? We get caught up. It's so easy to get caught up in. But the figurines, the cars, the toys, the stuff, the money, all that was never, 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 never meant to be about your security, to be about your identity or your status. Luke 12, verse 15 says this. Jesus says, beware. Don't always be wishing for what you don't have. Don't be wishing for all the Star Wars figurines that Brian has, right? Don't be wishing for what you don't have. For real life and real living are not related to how rich we are, how much stuff you have. That's not real. That's not what life is all about. Jesus is saying this, life isn't about what you drive. Life isn't about what kind of clothes brand you wear. Life isn't about where you live, where your kids go to school. Life, some of us think, well, if I just drove this, it would make me more happy. No, you are chasing the myth of more in that moment. If I lived in this house, it would make me more fulfilled. You are chasing the myth of more. If I just made this much more, more, more you are letting the monster of more wreak havoc in your life. Jesus said this, life isn't about the stuff. Life isn't about how rich you are. That's not living at all. In fact, Ecclesiastes 5.10 says this, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. And I will please leave this up there just for a second. Because here's what I would tell you. A lot of us, we bite on this. Right? If we were to be real honest, we would think, well, if I made this much money, it would make me that much more happier. And the Bible is saying this. Those who love money, those who love stuff, you will never have enough stuff. It will never be enough. How meaningless to think that wealth, that the stuff, that money brings true happiness. When Casey and I first got married, we were, we were broke. Like we were, we were broke, right? And even when we had our kids early on, we were broke. Like the hospital called us when we had Chloe, the hospital called us and offered to pay for all of our medical bills from the hospital because we were so broke. Like, and gave us a free year of medical care for Chloe. Like they called us. They were like, hey man, you are broke. You cannot pay this, right? Like, like we got to figure something out here because there's no way. I see what you're, yeah, there's, and so, and hear me. I look back at that time 
And like me and Casey, when we were by ourselves and we were living on beans and cornbread, and I'm not making that up because we had no money to go buy any more groceries, I didn't look at her and I say, you're disgusting. I hate your guts. I'd like you more if you were rich, right? No. She didn't look at me and say, if you made more money so I could eat steak instead of beans, maybe I'd think you were fine. No, she didn't. It may have been better, but she didn't. We lived on beans and jiffy cornbread. If you got to be poor, you might as well do it with class um, and eat some jiffy cornbread because it is awesome. Uh, but here's what I'll tell you is we were still in love and all this stuff didn't make us happier and it didn't make us unhappy. When I had my little girls, man, we couldn't afford princess dresses because they're like $40 a piece. I was like, uh-uh. So Charlie wore my robe and she poured a little fake scepter, like a little, little crown on, a little scepter and held it up. And we played princess and prince and she didn't miss a thing. She didn't miss a beat, right? Why? Because the stuff never brought happiness. And I will say this to you parents. Your par parents, we get caught up thinking our kids need all the stuff. They don't need all the stuff. They just need you present through all the stuff. Right? They don't need all the stuff. That's not going to make them a better kid or a better rounded individual. They just need you present through all the stuff. And if you've come to a place, if you've come to a place where the stuff has become your identity and your status or your security, I got news for you. That's called an idol. It's called an idol. And that's where a lot of us are. And that's why when Paul is writing this to Timothy, he says, man, this is a huge, huge trap for a lot of us. And if we're not careful, 1 Timothy 6 9, those who want to get rich, those who want more and more and more, fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Understand there is a trap waiting for you if you keep chasing the carrot of more. Don't let the stuff become your status and your security. The second way we keep chasing more is this. We learn to celebrate others instead of imitating others. I love this point. We learn to celebrate others instead of imitate others. Celebrate others instead of imitate others. We're actually happy for people instead of comparing with people, right? We learn to rejoice with others when they, it's easy to be happy for your friends when they have less than you, but can you be happy for your friends when they got more than you? That's the mark of a true friendship. And, and you're not envious and you're not imitating and you're not trying to keep up with them. You got to learn to celebrate instead of imitate. I need help today. Um, I need some crowd participation. I need, if you love peanut M&Ms, I need you to raise your hand real quick. There's one, there's two, guy in the orange, ma'am right here. If you guys will come up here real quick. I promise you don't have to come up on stage, um, but, but um, here's what I have today. Um, just for you coming up, up here, my friend. I have a pack of peanut M&Ms for doing nothing, just for showing up. Pack of peanut M&Ms. That's what we're going to start taking communion with. Um, but not really. Stop it. Stop taking it so seriously. Well, I will not. Um, now, I've got this one for you. Sam size. Right? Like, dang it. Right? That's all I needed you to do. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much. Yes. You're like, what else do I have to do? That's for you. Yes, yeah. She, she, you can't share. You can't share COVID-19. See, there you go. Um, it's ruining everything, folks. Can't even share dang M&Ms. Here's what just happened, right? 
Both of these individuals came. They didn't deserve an M&M, right? Not that you didn't deserve it. I'm not saying that. Like, you don't deserve anything. Give them back. I'm not saying that. But they didn't do, like, they didn't pay for them. They didn't do it. They just showed up to church, and they got a pack of peanut M&Ms. If I'm this guy, right, I'm a little, like, dang it, dang it. Like, just being honest, I'm like, man, I should why couldn't I have been second instead of first? Because the first shall be last and the last shall be first. This is biblical, right? And so here's the deal. Like, I'm going to be a little upset. Why? Not because I got M&Ms, but because I started comparing my M&Ms to her M&Ms. Right? It's not that you haven't been blessed. It's that your blessing is robbed from you the moment you start comparing what you have to what she has. And most of us, that's exactly what is happening in our life. The Bible says this, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. You and I don't deserve one M&M. Right? All the stuff, all the blessings of God, I'm calling them M&Ms right now. Some of you are like, I am really lost with him talking about M&Ms. You and I don't deserve the M&Ms that God has blessed us with. We don't deserve this. And instead of being thankful for what he has given us, what happens is our blessing is robbed when we start comparing it to what other people have. I love this quote by Harold Coffin. It says, envy is the art of counting the other fellow's blessing instead of your own. So good. Envy is the art of counting the other fellow's blessing instead of your own. Proverbs 14.30 says this, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Like how it says it in the contemporary English version, it's healthy to be content, but envy can eat you up. And as 1 Timothy 6 is written, and as Paul is talking to Timothy, man, he's talking about this big time. You you want to know what plunges a lot of us into poor choices? Plunges a lot of us into chasing after things that we were never called to chase after? It's envy. And envy will eat you alive. Envy of what other people have. Envy in comparing where other people are and where you should be. Trying to keep up with your neighbors. Trying to keep up with your siblings. Trying to keep up with your friends. Some of us, man, if you're in your 20s and 30s, let me give you some advice. Stop trying to keep up with your parents. It took their whole life to get where they are. Be patient and stay in your lane and do your thing and run the race that God has for you. Stop Comparing, because the simple truth is this, nobody wins, there's no winning in comparing. There's no winning in comparing. You always, always lose. First Timothy 6.10, for the love of money, the love of stuff is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Some of us, the reality is, we're exhausted. Because this never became enough. Because we keep looking at what others have, and we just say, well, then I must be more. There must be more. If I get this, if I get that. And we are absolutely exhausted, and we've done stupid stuff because we've been busy comparing instead of celebrating others. Good friends of ours, um, they go to church here, the Kunkels, Kevin and Becky. Um, They live out in Bixby. And they, they love animals. And so I don't know if you've seen We Bought a Zoo, but that's kind of them on a smaller scale. Like they keep buying all these animals. And I'm like, why'd you buy it? And they're like, it just sounded fun. And I'm like, okay, right? Like I'm just like, 
all right, they've got peacocks, they've got lemurs, like lemurs, um, they've got uh, kangaroo, they've got rabbits, they've got chickens, they've got goats, they've got camels, they've got like llamas, they've got all these different animals. They don't have a tiger, so he's not Foundation Church Tiger King yet, um, but got all these things going on. And like, it's really fun to go over and look at this stuff and be like, bro, what possessed you to buy a kangaroo, right? Like Kevin's holding it by the tail, like pet it if you want. And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. If your arms are going like this, just don't let them kick you, but pet them if you want. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Sedate it and then we'll pet. Anyways, um, you know, I, 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 I go over there, I get to see all this stuff. It's really, really cool. And then I go home. And, and this has never happened. I've never come home. I, I like to like do different things, but I've never come home. I'm like, Casey, you know what we need? We need a lemur. <laughs> what our life, we need a lemur because the Kunkels have a lemur, right? No, 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 no. We need a couple peacocks to roam, roam around because the Kunkels have peacocks. That, that sounds crazy, right? You're like, no, 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 that's not, that's not you. No, it's not me. They would die. Um, you know, I need a camel roaming around. Why do you need a camel? I don't know. I just want, because the Kunkels have a camel. That would be the only, no, no. You know what I love? I love that I get to go to their house. I get to celebrate them, cheer them on, be happy for them, but not imitate them. I've got a good friend, um, Chris and Tony Parvin. Chris was my roommate in college. And um, they've been married, and they're doing really, really well for themselves. Um, He lives in a tiny shack in Highland Park, uh, Texas, down in Dallas, Texas. Um, Has some pretty amazing cars. Um, They take some pretty janky vacations on private jets. And he's played golf with Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player um, a couple of times. I mean, like, it's crazy what he gets to do. And can I tell I love it. I'm like, dude, that is awesome. Like yesterday, he brought us, bought a 69 Firebird, Pontiac Firebird in mint condition. And I'm like, bro, that is awesome. Because here's what I've learned about Chris. His toys sometimes become my toys um, when I go see him, right? He's like, you want to drive my, my Lamborghini, my, my, my Ferrari? Sure, Chris. Like, no, I don't want to drive your Ferrari, right? Like, Absolutely. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not over there going, well, it must be nice. Or, hey, I need to, Casey, we got to compete with Chris and Tony because they're here and they've done this vacation and that big. No, I would be, I couldn't even start, right? But here's the deal. It's a lot more fun for Chris and for me, for the Kunkels and for us, learning to celebrate them and cheer them on instead of trying to compete with them. There's a lot more peace in that, and it, it, man, it brings a lot more peace to my finances and my life. And you and I, we're called to celebrate others, not be on the sidelines going, well, it must be nice. Well, they just kind of walked into that money, and they did this. and they, No, 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 no. You don't know what you don't know, so just keep your mouth shut and learn to celebrate others instead of criticizing others and what they have because there will be a whole lot more peace for you. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 4 says, Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. This too is meaningless like chasing the wind. I observe most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. And this, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is a thief of joy. Some of you, the reason joy is absent is because you are so envious of others and think you are entitled to all the M&Ms. 
and you are busy what the, what the Bible says, you're busy chasing the wind. You are chasing something you and I will never catch. Learn, biggest thing I could say, learn to celebrate with others. Instead of trying to keep up and imitate them because, man, it's a whole lot more fun celebrating and it's a lot less exhausting. So how do we get to this place of learning to be content? Right? Learning to, to, to just be okay and content and stop chasing the care to more, stop chasing after the wind. It's our last thing is that you and I, instead of chasing more, learn to be content with enough. Instead of chasing more, learn to be content with enough. The Barna Research Group did a, a, a survey not too long ago. And they said, they asked people um, in different earning brackets, how much money would you need to make to be happy? They asked people that made $30,000 a year, how much money would you need to make in order to be happy? And they said, a little over double, right around $70,000. They said, man, if I can make $70,000, then I would be happy. Interesting enough, they asked people that made $50,000, how much would you need uh, to be to, more to make in order to be happy? And they said, man, if I made $100,000, I would be happy. They asked people that made $100,000, how much money would you need to make in order to be happy? Man, if I made... 200,000. You guys aren't very good at math. Um, you've been out of school. I get it. Um, you $200,000. It kind of go, goes in doubles. Um, $200,000. I would be great to ask people. Two fifty, five dollars $500,000. I would be. And here's the, here's the, the startling reality of this, this whole research and this whole study is when asked how much people would need to make in order to be happy, pretty much the answer was just a little bit more. And the truth is for a lot of us, we said, man, Justin, if I could just learn if I could just have a little, just a, not a lot, not being greedy, just a little bit more, right? Just a, just a little, I'm not trying to be discontent, but if I could just learn to, to, if I could just have a little bit more, then I would be happy. And I will tell you this, no, you won't. No, you won't. Because the carrot keeps moving. The carrot of more keeps moving. And at some point, you and I, we have to decide and we have to make a declaration and a choice to be content where we are. Because contentment is always a choice. Contentment is always a choice. Because there will always be people who have more-er than you. Right? There will always be people that have more-er than you. What I mean by that, there will be people that are rich-er, that are skinny-er, that are pretty-er, that are faster, that are stronger, that are talented-er. Um, there will always be people that have more-er. But 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 through 8 says this, But godliness becoming like God with contentment is great gain. Not just contentment on his own, but, but man, as you become godly and you start changing equals growing, and you learn contentment and you choose contentment, it's great game. For we brought nothing into the world. We had no M&Ms when we came into this world, right? Brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But here's the declaration that Paul is saying, but if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. Contentment always gets rid of greed and envy. Contentment and generosity, I'd even say, always gets rid 
of greed and envy. The word contentment, that, that, that root word content, comes from a Greek word called archaeo, and it means to be satisfied. But godliness with learning to be satisfied is itself great gain. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be happy when my business reaches this much earning potential because we, we just got, then I can, I can give more away, right? We, we, know, we know how to Christianize it up pretty good, guys. We know how to make it sound real spiritual, but, but here's what Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, and I close with this. It says this, keep your lives free from the love of money. Keep your lives free from chasing the carrot of more, of stuff, and be content with what you have. Not when I get here, I'll be content. I'll be, I'll be content. I'll be happy when I have just a little bit more. No, 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 no. And be content with what you have. And here's why. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Why can you and I be content no matter how much we have or how little we have? Because God said... Never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Contentment happens when you and I realize who we have is way, way more important and a way bigger deal than what we have. Contentment happens when we realize who we have is way bigger than what we have. And this is what the promise of Hebrews is. It says, man, don't run after more, but learn to be content with what you have, be satisfied with this. Even though he's got, she's got those right there. I can see it. It's not right, right? She's got just share, right? No, no, no. Be content with what you have, and here's why. Because the creator of the universe, think of that. The creator of this universe, not just this world, the heavens. The heavenly father says this, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter how hard it is or how scared you are, I'll never leave you and I'll never forget about you. Man, I will never, that's huge. You can't earn that. That comes from a relationship. Why can you be content? Why it was Paul when Philippians 4 said, I learned the secret to be content, whether rich or poor, whether I had little or much, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation because Philippians 4.13 is right after that because I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me strength. Why can you and I be content? Because the creator of this universe is with you and with me and that is all you and I could ever dream of ever asking for. Learn to be satisfied with where you are instead of chasing the wind. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for your goodness and your faithful to, faithfulness to us. And God, thank you for the truth of your scripture that you will never leave us or forsake us or forget about us. But you see right where we are. You see right what we need. And so, God, I pray today that, that our eyes and our focus wouldn't be on what everybody else has. God, that our, our eyes and our, our habit would not be about imitating others. But, Lord, you would help us to celebrate others. God, that, that our, our, we come to an understanding that, God, we're not going to feel... 
more secure or better about our stu- ourselves because of stuff, because we earn enough money. Lord, I know a ton of miserable rich people. Lord, they're still looking because they never learned to be content with what they have. They never learned to be content with the relationship they have in you. But Lord, I pray today that we would make a declaration today. Lord, we would make a choice today that we'll be content with that. We've got food and clothing. That's Balt instructed Timothy. Yeah, we'll be content with that. Godliness with contentment, that's great game. You know how to win? Not just being like you, but being content with who you have made us to be and what you have placed in our lives. So God, don't let us chase after the wind. Don't let envy win. But let us choose to be satisfied with your manage and your care of our life. And don't let us fall in the trap of chasing more. Lord, I love you and I thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here, maybe you're watching online at home or you're here in this place and you say, you know what, Justin, where I'm at? No. I've been chasing after something that I, I, I'm never catching. <clears throat> I think if I just achieve this or if I do that, that it will fill the hole in my life and the hole in my heart. But you get one accolade after another accolade, you get stuff after stuff, and yet you still feel empty. And can I tell you, there's only one thing that will fill your life, and that is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that is right, that is active, and that is personal. Some of you, maybe you're here, maybe you've never made that decision, and today is a first time to decision for you, or maybe today you're here or you're at home, and you're saying, Justin, I'm here, and where I'm at isn't where I should be at. If that's you, I'm going to count to three, and all I'm going to do is ask you to raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Anyone else before we go any further? Say, Justin, that that is me and where I'm at. Is there anyone else? you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.